Did you pick a favorite? Excuse me, Tess. I'm trying. I'm trying to start a podcast. What are you doing talking to? Excuse me. What are you doing? In it? What were you gonna? What were you gonna ask me? gonna ask you if you'd picked a fave disciple yet which is a totally uh, 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 normal question to ask your friends yeah it's just like who who i i have been dreaming about them i'll tell you i have been dreaming um uh, uh listeners <laughs> you listen to the same team y'all <laughs> lends itself to like punching the air right like it just feels it sounds like a like a boxing movie montage yeah like that's like your lead in music yeah uh uh dear listening friends uh you're listening to the same team y'all podcast where two librarian best friends talk about stuff they love tell us from the library lessons they've learned along the way and it's a good chance for us to just catch up with one another because we live far away from each other uh my name is leaf my name is Tess. <laughs> and do I have a fave apostle? This is this is a great <laughs> question. Um, I'm very much drawn to Matthew. It's hard not to like Matthew. But then again, I'm also a huge fan of uh, USA Network's Tony Shalhoub's portrayal of the character Adrian Monk. Are you familiar? Okay. You- um, and did Monk have autism? Is that it's, the? It's kind of like drawing that parallel Un- undiagnosed um okay. just kind of like uh um, like, like kind of <laughs> yeah a lot of his uh, mannerisms are very similar to um adrian monks as he's solving cases oh, uh wow and see yeah. i've never seen monk but i also find myself drawn to matthew <laughs> yeah yeah long-time listeners will know um i think i've mentioned this a couple times that one of my backup podcast plans has always been a monk podcast with my mom called me monk and my mom <laughs> that's a great idea yeah yeah i love monk uh do you have a fave apostle i i am also inclined to say matthew although i find the one that i relate to the most to be andrew i feel like andrew is always worried that something bad <laughs> is about to happen and i really relate to that <laughs> i relate to um simon the zealot because i'm so incredibly fit and i'm always doing like these cool flips around in the morning when i am working out um for new <laughs> listeners welcome um we're referring to the tv show the chosen which was a uh, a stuff that tess was loving and she got me in into it I- um I, I infected you. <laughs> you infected me with the gospel. Um, I have not. Um, uh, good news. Um, I have I not. The good news with you. you. Share the good news. I haven't finished it though. I think I'm like four or five episodes into season three, and I haven't watched either Christmas special yet. So I, I I'm kind of saving it because I know it's going to end. So I'm kind of uh, yeah, just drip feeding yeah. myself. Brett so. and I, Brett and I do the same. I think we might be around the same place that you are, but. Every episode pretty much is very emotional. And we find that we actually like need a few days to process like what's happened before we're ready to like dive back in again. And it's nothing against the show, but I did see a meme and it said, 
it was like a it was like a retweet of somebody talking about the chosen and they said the chosen is like an emotional gut punch to the gonads <laughs> i was like it kind of is <laughs> almost every episode is like well there's something about it where it's it's not just like there are moments that are sad right certainly but then there's just moments like i think the episode where freya came downstairs and watched some of it with me was i think it was still season one and i was at the uh the wedding and like just like i don't know people like dancing and like enjoying food and people's company because it's it's not an everyday occurrence this is something really special you know yeah, it's, it is i would say they're emotional not necessarily sad but they, yeah. they get you choked up and and there's always in every episode there's a moment where everything kind of quiets down and that lady starts saying oh like there's that <laughs> and i'm like oh no something is about to happen <laughs> The thing that I love is, so I'm usually a big fan of a man, like Netflix would be like, you want to skip the intro? And I'm like, no, I'm not skipping it. Like I keep it. This one I do skip often because there's not much going on. And right. the song is fine, but it's just a song and there's not much visually going on. But like, for example, I'll never skip the intro for, I'm trying to think of an intro that I absolutely love, like Attack on Titan or um, uh, what's something that's cool on Netflix. What are the kids? What are the, what are people watching? I always like to watch the intro on the series of unfortunate events. Yeah, series. yeah. Because they actually changed the theme song every week to be about what was going to happen that week, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Don't miss that. You got to yeah. keep, re- <laughs> keep but watching." I do skip the intro to this one, but what happens is when it picks up, it's always at the very end of the like. So it it it's, she's like, uh, ah, and then I hit the button, and then it just. like the vocalization she's done vocalizing and it's just breath like once I pick up again (laughs) Um, anyway good show good show hey Tess do you got a quote for us today I do have a quote for you now I want to say that my quote this week's a bit unconventional but I'm hoping that our listeners will appreciate it so sometimes there's you know things going on in the world and they hurt your heart and um, you're kind of looking for like a way to make sense of it and you will come to a conclusion you know maybe you read something and you're like oh that puts it in the context and perspective and now I can move on Um, so this week's inspirational quote isn't like inspiring in a traditional sense but it, it inspired me to move on from a sadness that I felt. Um, So are you familiar with the fat bears of Katmai National Park by chance? (laughs) I am not. Well, there's a, a oh, someone sent some loving kindness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So there's uh, this national park in Alaska and there's a population of bears that live there and they have cameras on this particular waterfall in the park where all the bears like to fish and people are obsessed with watching the cams and to the point that people have named all of the bears and people know 
which ones come back every year and where they like to fish and their personality traits and what their ears look like. And um, anyways, I'm one of these weird people that follows the bears. And then at the end of the um, at the end of the season, there will be a fat bear competition because, of course, before the bears hibernate, they they must eat like twice the amount of calories like for the whole season to sustain them for the hibernation. And so they have a celebration of the bears during fat bear week and you get to vote on which bear got to be the fattest. And it's, it's a fun natured uh, competition and community of animal lovers, nature lovers. Well, good news. Something very exciting happened on the cams this week. Otis came back and he's a much beloved bear he is he is estimated to be in his late 20s which is very old for a wild bear and so there were a lot of people thinking if he doesn't make it to the falls by the end of july he's probably he's probably not coming back like he's probably gone to sleep for the last time and we're probably never going to see him well he returned. He's there. He's he's already catching fish. He like as soon as he showed up, he ate like three fish. <laughs> so everyone's really excited about it. But then good for Otis. Good for yes. Them. But then something really sad happened on the cams, and the community has been kind of reeling from this really sad event that we all witnessed, which was there was a mama bear up on the falls with two of her cubs, and one of the cubs got kind of pulled away in the current. And as he was floating downstream, another bear like pounced on him and killed him, Um, which apparently the bears will occasionally eat otters or beavers that kind of come into their path while they're on the on the falls. And the people are saying the bear probably thought that's what was going on. And and so uh, the thing is, it was really sad but it's not the bear's fault. And like, how are you supposed to feel about it? You know, because that's kind of just part of being a baby bear is your life is going to be really dangerous until you're big enough to defend yourself and strong enough to survive. But I found this quote um, and it kind of helped me like process it. And it's by this guy, Rob Beauregard, who's a naturalist. He's known for studying ospreys. Um, and he he says, nature is harsh. It is unforgiving. It's very often random. Sometimes it's wonderful, but it's never cruel. Cruel is doing something for harm's sake, something nature isn't capable of. And I really like that. It kind of helped me put it in perspective because it's at the end of the day, that's just the world, right? These things are happening all of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We happen to catch it on cam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like even, you know, all my my little birds and squirrels, I noticed that Eamon one year has not returned uh, for uh, a couple months. I, I think I think something probably happened to him. And that's just the, that's wild animals. That's just the way it is. But they're also wonderful Um, But they're never cruel, like it's never on purpose, like, and that's something like really important to think about, because humans 
are often cruel. Like things that we've created are often cruel, but situations that exist in nature just are, you know, that was my, that was my unconventional inspirational quote to start our episode. No, (laughs) I like it. Very uh, topical. Um, (laughs) It actually makes me think of, um, we've talked about this book before in the cast, but the silver arrow, right? There's a silver arrow by Lev Grossman. There's a part where, is it Kate? or katie who's the main character and she talks to the animal she's like you must hate us and the animals are like no hate is a human emotion you know you're just doing what you're doing you know and we're we're just animals doing what we're doing pause for awkward silence (laughs) there it is okay let's talk about some stuff we're loving let's do it so much yeah i should mention to our uh lovely listening friends if you like to send us something that you're currently loving you can email us at same team y'all at gmail.com you can also tweet at us at same team y'all and if you want to see our beautiful faces that's youtube same team y'all y apostrophe a l l uh Oh, and tell a friend. Uh, I'll just go first. I'm loving the chosen. I it was a great it was a great pick. I I think I just heard of it a little bit before you had mentioned it, and uh, it's a something, man. It's something. That's it. That's all you had to say about it. It's just well, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little uh, so I was off today, but then I I had a number of things that were required of me outside. So I'm just kind of little, like just kind of uh, spent like uh, um, be- being in the heat and I'm running out of water already. So, but the show, boy, it's something. <laughs> uh, let's say, oh, well, I can add more to it. Let's think, what else can I say? We record at a later date. No, no, we're already in, we're in, we're going full on. We're going in. Um, I'm just have. I'm on a lack of um finding words. Words aren't coming to me very easily right now. Um, boy, that Jesus this is a good guy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's like, yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Uh, this is kind of exciting. I uh last. Sunday I went to church for the first time so first time ever no since in a long time last time I've been in a church was Freya had like an assembly because she went to like a preschool at a local Methodist school college so I went to a, a little assembly that was inside a church and then before that in probably like 2010 there was a funeral. Amanda's grandfather passed. So we went to his service that was in a church. And then before that, when Amanda and I first dated, so we're in 2003, I went to church with her family once. And then before that, I was probably like in third or fourth grade. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So that's where that's where we're at. Um, so, uh, what'd you think? How'd it go? I got to tell you, it was uh, it was pretty good. It was a local Methodist uh, church right down the street. 
uh, small congregation, um, nothing. I didn't get any red flags. I was really, this is maybe I'm, maybe I'm showing like my, uh, biases or ignorance. I was worried I would go in there and they'd be like, so anyway, we got to talk about these gays. What's going yeah. on? You know, I was really, yeah. I was worried. Right. You yeah. know, and I don't, I don't, you know, um, but it, it wasn't that at all. Um, but no, it, it was good. It was good. So I did that. And, uh, reading the, reading the, uh, uh, so I found, uh, I'm up to numbers. I'm halfway through numbers in the oh, old wow. Are Testament. You trying to go like from, uh, the beginning to the yeah, end. Well, I want to know the whole pre-story, you know? Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the furthest I previously had gotten was like, a few i think mount sinai was like the farthest i had gotten previously so now we've we've left that yeah yeah just barely you know we spent a long time discussing the rules of the tabernacle that was very important you're probably gonna just um discuss that for another like book and a half yeah (laughs) yeah yeah there was a lot about the the length of the poles that was really Uh exciting and uh um um the type of fabrics we must use uh, very early Jewish people, we we needed a lot of repetition and yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of clarity when it comes to the rules. Um, <laughs> I found a podcast called The Bible Project that they kind of, they don't go through each book individually. I mean, maybe they probably do over the course, but not in order, but they do a good job of kind of like connecting things and filling in gaps. And it's kind of like almost like reading almost like a puzzle book because on its surface, it's kind of like... Uh, uh, okay, so here's rules of how you build the sacred tent and space. But then really, it's like, uh, what was it, Dennis Prager, right? The mm-hmm. author you submit. It's also like, okay, so what are what are they trying to tell us by repeating these rules? Like, is it a, just about the rules? That's probably a part of it. But then what else is there? You know, so it's it's pretty good. Um, anyway, all that says chosen is a good show. Oh, and that's the stuff I'm loving. Nice. nice. <laughs> um. The um first stuff I'm loving was uh just uh recently I got to go to Annapolis with my beloved husband. Um I actually had a doctor's appointment. My migraine specialist is at a special neurology clinic in mm. the state capital. So I uh was going for a follow-up visit with my doctor. Um, and Brett took the day off and just went up there with me and we got there kind of early and we went and had lunch at the cheesecake factory because mm. I had a gift card that I think I got for my birthday last year. So I finally used that and I had a really good meal. I ordered a cup of cream and chicken soup. And I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. It was loaded with like mushrooms and Mm. potatoes Mm. and it was so good. I loved it. Mm. And then we, we walked around the mall for a little while and we actually went in a couple stores and Brett bought me some presents because I think he was feeling a little bad. He didn't get me anything for my birthday, which is fine. I wasn't expecting anything, but I think he wanted to kind of make up for it a little bit. So he treated me to a couple of goodies. And then I went to my doctor's appointment and we just had a really good time. And, you know, it's like kind of far away from where mm-hmm. we live. So we got to like, you know, spend some time in the car, listening to music together. And it was just a really nice day. And 
Sometimes it's nice to just have a nice day every once in a while. You know, um, <laughs> while you're in the car, I've got a an album suggestion. Yeah, I know. Not not for Brett to listen to. Do not think he would. He would not be into that. that? No, not does at he all. not like not to say that it's on the same level as Hamilton, but does he not like Hamilton? No. <laughs> oh man, Bet, Brett is a an island unto himself. That's incredible. He like the chosen though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like the chosen. That. Yeah, like but the chosen. He, um, he's not a fan of like Broadway musical yeah. type uh music. Um, like they're yes, singing, will... they're singing the story, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. He's not into that, but I will be listening to Epic. <laughs> yeah, that's nice of you not to force that on on your beloved husband. <laughs> you know, well, I try to find things that we can compromise on. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So a uh, nice day uh, every once in a while is uh, stuff I'm living. <laughs> that is nice. Uh, hey, saw the Barbie movie. It was great. Oh, yeah. Is that I the did. next stuff you're loving? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. it was. Uh, let me think about this. It was more <laughs> of a. So my mom and I had a moment where we were like, oh, we Frey is covered and all that. Let's go out. And let's catch a movie. And we're like, what's playing? Oh, let's check out this Barbie movie. And then it turned out to be a great movie. And that was really nice. So Barbie is the stuff you're loving. Barbie's the stuff I'm loving. So the thing is, I don't have any nostalgia for Barbie, you right. know. Um, but I know that she existed. Mm-hmm. Uh but there were a lot of people there that were really into it. Like the theater was packed. A lot of people were all dressed up for it too. Like, yeah, like I know. That's wearing crazy. all pink. You gotta or... wear pink when you go see Barbie. There were a bunch of people that were there that looked like they're dressed for like the prom. They were in like these big <laughs> dresses, and there were guys in like uh like pink vests, like for 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 their prom. And uh, nice. uh um, I didn't expect it to check all my boxes, but uh, you know, I'm a big fan of feminism and yeah well you are uh the biggest feminist i know i am yes i have that on my bumper sticker um on my (laughs) car um and it does a very and i'm also a big fan of poking fun at like what is considered like masculine and what isn't and the movie i think does a really good job and a friend of mine asked me when i was at work asked me she said it sounded like it was good but she asked if it went into like man-hating territory she's worried it swoo too way too far that way and i don't think so because it definitely pokes fun at the guys but then it pokes fun at like tropes for women as well and then it makes it makes it clear that the issue patriarchy doesn't just harm women it harms everyone you know um and like that we're we're all on the same team essentially but no it was a great movie phenomenal barbies recommend are you going to go see Oppenheimer? Oh, yeah, I would maybe. I don't know. I'm like really far out of the loop. Like I'm kind of I I missed Guardians Volume 3. Like it came and left and. Oh, no. I, yeah. I mean, it'll show up on Disney Plus, but it's just it I had will. a moment where I was like, I don't think I've missed one yet. 
like since 2008. I think it's the first oh, one I wow. missed. I yeah. am, um, whenever you do watch that, I am very interested to speak to you about it because I, I have some strong opinions about it. I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I have some feelings about it. I would love to discuss it. Yeah, them. I haven't seen it yet. I did see a different universe, but I watched The Flash. That was pretty killer. That was a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, but that was like different, you know. Um, that's the stuff I'm loving. Barbies. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. Um, the second stuff I'm loving is a Netflix show. It's called Is It Cake? Oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen this show before? Fre- it's one of Freya's favorites. Like she loves that. There's another show that is basically the same show, but it's I think on Pluto or Roku TV called Eye Candy. It's the same idea. Like there people are making things. And then you have to guess, is it a cake or yeah. is it not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They make cakes that look like real things that aren't cake. Um, and I have to say, I I really liked the first season of Is It Cake, but the second season recently came out and I feel like it steps up the bar for Whoa. Is It Cake. Like there were times where I was looking at, because they'll bring out, so these bakers will bake these amazing illusion cakes and then they'll bring out decoys to try to fool you. And there were times that I was looking and could not figure out what was the cake and what wasn't. And even like to the point where I was like, well, that one's definitely not cake. And that was the cake. And I just find it so delightful. I think it's so like sweet and wholesome. And I also think the show is very funny. Like the, the host of the show is very goofy and he's, you know, always has these little repartee with the contestants and the judges who come on are always they're they're always so excited to find the cake but they're also they also feel bad when they find the cake because then the person didn't fool them and they're up for elimination and so it's like this weird like mixed bag of like oh yes we did it oh no i'm so sorry (laughs) it's really it's a really fun show and if you're just looking for like just something fun and non-controversial at all like you don't and you don't have to think deep thoughts or feel really deep feelings maybe you're watching a show like the chosen and you're like oh i need to process that really emotional episode let me watch two or three episodes of is it cake (laughs) (laughs) to like recenter myself (laughs) how far are you into the chosen i figured you were all done no i think i'm like around the same place you are the one i finished ended on a it was a two-parter and it yes. ended with uh, there's a little girl. Are we in the exact same spot? I think so. Yeah. And it ended. I think Jarius's daughter was sick or something. And it ended with, oh no, you know, yeah. Um, my mom. I started watching it with my mom. Uh, so it's kind of a thing we're kind of bonding over. And then my mom's watched a few episodes ahead of me. And Amanda's so sweet, she'll be like, oh, because we'll be in the room. She'll be like, oh, pause it. I don't want, I don't oh, want him to get so spoiled. Nice. And it's very sweet. But <laughs> I was like. Although it's you like, could just read the Bible and yeah, spoil yeah. yourself. Yeah, I was like, I kind of know. I mean, you know, uh, the thing I like about it, too, is it actually it took me a while to kind of piece this together, but it makes me think of a lot of, um, I think we both watched this, Rings of Power. Do you remember that? Yeah, where like, so Rings of Power takes the book set by Tolkien and kind of plays around in the margins a little bit. And I feel like that's what The Chosen does. Like, it's like, we've got this framework 
and they're kind of filling in the gaps, you know, yeah. um, because there was no language back then to be like, oh, so anyway, Matthew's on the spectrum, right? But they're like looking at the evidence and kind of being like, why wouldn't we think that? Or why wouldn't we think that there would be this sweet scene of Jesus in the woods with kids, right? And he makes some work at making spoons for other people while he's kind of teaching lessons. Like, why wouldn't that be possible? You know, and it's a, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great, man. It's great. You yeah, know? So. I think they're really, it's a really clever show because, um, they it's everything's inspired from the bible so everything that's in there it's not like it wasn't in the bible but they like for instance the idea that the guy that jesus uh heals at the well is actually simon the zealot's brother yeah like like they're linking things together yeah you know so like that's not yeah that's not in the bible but it's not not in the bible so like they and they're also really clever i think in that the like your entryway into the action of the show is through the disciples. Mm-hmm. So you're you're learning all about Matthew and Simon and all their different personalities and Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary. And it doesn't focus like Jesus is almost like uh he's obviously the main character, but he's not he's not the entryway into the show. And I think that's really clever because it's much more relatable <laughs> to focus on the like, you know, not superhuman characters yeah. that exist in this story. <laughs> yeah. Like the, it's the people that don't know the whole plan. Right. And they're trying, they're following him and they're trying to figure out like, what, what is this plan? And Jesus keeps and, saying like, it's not what you think it is. You and know? also these like, there's 12, these 12 guys and they're all have different backgrounds. They are different levels of education mm-hmm. and they're all, but they kind of bump up against each other sometimes. And they're all also like, they're all obviously big admirers of Jesus. And I think they are hoping that he's an admirer of them too. He chose them to follow him. And so I think there's a lot of like, well, which one is your favorite? Yeah, there's he a lot said, of that. Which one, which one do you want to come with you on your mission? I, I can, I can come, you know, <laughs> or you, the other. <laughs> well, you had mentioned in our last episode, um, the episode of the chosen where a Jesus is out there healing people like all day and all night. And he comes back and he's tired and you know, his mom takes care of him. But when he comes back, like they're, they're at each other's throats. Like they're fighting with each other, you know, and they're all mad at Matthew. They're like, you tax collector, you scumbag traitor, you know, F you. And he's like, F me. I'm confused. Why is everyone saying F me? I'm just Matthew. And um, it's just really good. And then they kind of have a moment where, like they're like why are we like this fighting isn't important right you know and it's interesting too because it puts it it not just fills in the gaps but it fills in like you can read like when you when you read the gospels they'll say something like oh and then this woman was bleeding for 12 years and then jesus healed her thank you but then when you see it like you're like what does that mean to be bleeding like what is that like like that life is ruined or or this guy who's sitting by the pool for 28 years or whatever, trying to get in the water. What does that look like? And then you see it and it's just like, it's devastating. You know, it's devastating. Yeah, it's really, it's a, it's a great it's show. A, it's a punch to the to the emotional gonads. Yeah, right in those, the gonads, they punch <laughs> them right in there. But no, it's, it's, uh, it's really good. And I, I'm kind of bracing myself too, because anything I've watched 
that was kind of like of this, like the story of Jesus and stuff like that. I haven't had like much emotional connection. Like I watched, uh, yeah. I think I went with a friend to see um, Passion of the Christ. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh boy. And I'm relating as in like, I know that would hurt me, but like not more than that. And like, mm-hmm. so there's a scene early in that movie where um, Simon Peter, you know, he, he um, like refuses Jesus like three times. It's like, no, no, I'm not with him. I'm not with him. I'm not with him. And now it's like after watching three seasons, four seasons, whenever, you know, that scene happens, it's going to be real. Like, I can't even imagine this guy being like, no, I'm not with them. Right. right. You know, like it yeah. really drives it home, you know, and like yeah, this character. They are. They're very, very smart. It's a very well written show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then like I had predicted, although um, I was watching it on Prime Video, so I had paused it for something and the little x-ray like who's in the scene spoiled the reveal of like oh that, oh this really nice businessman yeah. is judas which i yeah I, I i i also kind of predicted that because yeah. i was like why haven't they said his name yet yeah i was like it must be a big reveal and everyone else is here so yeah i mean i was waiting like because i was like where's this guy at right which is always a great way of being like boo we hate this guy but then you introduce this guy as i'm like oh he's actually kind of a cool dude well, you, you know gotta think like if he hung out with Jesus for that long, he wasn't all bad, you yeah. know, like there was a reason why he was chosen to follow <laughs> him. I mean, we'll find out what happens, you know, I as don't it, know. As we go I don't along. Know. I mean, can, we... <laughs> can you imagine if after all this, they end up doing some like alternate timeline business where they're like, Stop Judas it. is like, never, I'll never. And then it's like someone else, like it's like, um, mary magdalene like rats him out or something and then actually no what if they do a twist they're like okay now we're gonna crucify jesus he's like over my dead body and he like jumps a fence you're like where is he going you know (laughs) um i know they won't do that but like that'd be ridiculous i'd be like i don't see that coming um and my mom's funny because we're watching it and and she found out like when she realized he was judas she was like boo i hate him he's stupid and i was trying to talk to her and i was like and she was like, he betrays Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I was like, not to be that guy, but like, Jesus knows that already, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows someone, that. Someone had to do it. Someone had to do it. That's exactly right. And it's not like, oh, man, imagine what the world would be like if he wasn't crucified. No, the point is yeah. the sacrifice. That's the point. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting, you know. Um, no, it, it's it's an incredible show. Like I said, I don't want to call it life-changing, but it is it is changing my my patterns of my life so good access a good access point for all of that just like barbie is a great access point for the idea of i've never been in a movie that that directly um discussed and confronted the issues of the patriarchy in such of clever and thoughtful way before like it was an incredible movie really so yeah did we share some tales from the grocery (laughs) grocery store From the grocery store, tales from the grocery store. Read some books, read some books. We also have online resources. Enough of that.
Leaf, what is your tale from the grocery store? Tale from the grocery store. Oh my goodness. Um, Actually, I don't know if I have any tales, to be honest. I guess because we've discussed usually in the past our tales or something like a thing that happened at the library and it was either sweet or savory and and we <laughs> we've discussed maybe discussing other things about the library um this is a real real random tangent i've been looking at jobs at the library of congress uh-huh. um just because i realized where i live i live in a train town and i could drive to our little train station it's like five minutes away and drive a train to union station and then walk to work depending on which building it's in and that sounds great to just ride a train because i don't mind driving but like how far is the train how long is the train ride i have all the i think it's like an hour train drive one way you know that's i mean that's not bad but um and then because then i could read i could play video games I could do it. It's like free time, you know? I am, So honestly, I'm almost looking for jobs just so that I can have two hours a day to be able to read. Are you kidding me? Follow your passions. Yeah, I think it's about an hour, you know? Um, and then, so you get like these monthly passes, but the OLOC, they don't say exactly how much. Gives you a little commuter stipend. So maybe I can use that for my train right. tickets, you know? Yeah. Not a good tale, but what am I going to do? So, have you applied for anything yet? No, but I've planned on it. So, cool, that's awesome. So, there's like open positions. There are there there are open positions I qualify for. It's like all they I do. It's just a matter of what's the uh, what's the salary? Is it like comparable to what you make now? Some of them is more, and some of them is a lot more. So, even if I'm qualified for them. Yeah, even though I'm a qualified form, I'm assuming that it probably, I probably wouldn't still be in the running because of, I don't know, like there's something I'm missing, I guess. I don't know. But that doesn't mean I can't apply. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's my tale. I, I'm really grasping at straws today. You well, know? that'd be cool, though, but you've always wanted to work for the Library of Congress. Well, I believe at one point you wanted to be the Librarian of Congress. Well, that was before um, Dr. Carla Hayden took over, and I realized it would be a step down from her to me. So I decided <laughs> oh, I decided I to not go for no, it. When I it was that. I yeah. that dream. No one wants to unseat Dr. Hayden. <laughs> no one does. Can you imagine? Hey, guys, congratulations. We're we're back to we're back to the white guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. No, I'm on your side. I swear. I saw the Barbie movie. Um, <laughs> um, and no offense to James Billington, but like I was like, oh, I'll be a step up from James Billington is what I had said. But then when they went from Jamie B to uh, Carla H, Carla then I was like, yeah, yeah. And of course, this is, you know what, all the all the librarians listening to this right now, they're eating this up. They're like, right? yeah. They're loving this, like inside, <laughs> inside librarian humor. They're loving it, man. They're, they're eating it up. They think it's so funny. Um, anyway, it actually started, what got my interest is I had a friend who was going to LOC, like on her day off with like a, her husband. And so then I was talking about it. I was like, oh, you got to find the cherubs with the telephone and you got to find the, oh, Neptune's fountain. And I was like, oh, don't forget the four muses. And then I was like, well, S, I forgot how much I love that place, you know? So that's cool. I've never been there. One day I'll have to go. 
<laughs> it is it it really is just from like an architect just from like architecture it really is built to be like a secular church mm. to to the prospect of learning like that's really what it's designed to be wow. like in its that setup sounds- like like if you ever go in, you're like, this church is beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of times you go and you're like, look at this like bank. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like yeah. it's really like the the people who who built it and their original vision, and I'm I'm discussing specifically the Thomas Jefferson building. Um, the other buildings, um, Adams and Madison are pretty in their own right, but they're different. The Jefferson building is designed to be a beautiful, like it's a beacon for like learning like it is. And you go in there and you feel like, you know, you go into a church and you, the imagery is all teaching you like, okay, selflessness and Jesus did great things, you know, like all that. But like the, the building is doing that as well. Like you go in there and it's like, this is anyone can do anything. That's what wow. the building's telling you. Anyone can learn to do anything is what it tells you. Oh God. And there's this one area, this side area called, I think the murals called the evolution of the book. And so there's these different sets of murals that tell a story like off to the West wing. And the very first part's like storytellers, like, uh, like ancient storytellers, like telling, you know, and the next one's like, they're putting it down on like a, uh, like a tablet. And then next one's like, they're putting that papyrus down. It's like, really, it's super cool. It's like, it's like a place to worship books, kind of what libraries are in theory yeah yeah i mean they still all, are they still that's are like like uh the loc is like the the holy temple in jerusalem and all of the other libraries are like the little local synagogues well, well that's what i that's what i always thought it was like before i before i got into the library field and started researching i always thought it was like it was like that or like um another example is like uh um the vatican right for catholicism mm-hmm. like the pope which would be like Carla Hayden, right? Is up here and they make <laughs> decrees and then all the other libraries follow them. But that's not really what it's like. It's more no, like, not really. it's, it's more like ALA makes decrees and then each library ch- mostly follows them. Yeah. Usually ish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Carla Hayden really like, like the LOC would make, you know, decrees or say things, but like, there's no bearing on us whatsoever. You know, I always thought it was like that, but you know, uh, my tale from the library was that a few days ago, <laughs> so we are supposed to get this mobile library. We've been, I've been uh, hearing about this. We bought a bookmobile, like probably, I don't know, a year and a half ago. It has not. How much your bookmobile, how much NOS does it carry? Do you know how much <laughs> NOS it has? I don't know. I don't know. The real but, Fast and Furious heads are loving that joke. They're digging it. Dom is going to come and Dom is coming. Hey, you want a book? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, by the way, I've never seen that character read a book. He should be. Uh-huh. I imagine he's reading, but. Yeah. You know. He's off camera, off camera. He's reading. Mm-hmm. Um, So we've been, we were, we've been promised this bookmobile and the delivery time just keeps getting pushed back. And I guess the most recent delivery time we were quoted was this summer. It's coming this summer. In fact, I guess it was supposed to be here a couple of days ago because a very, the very nice man who drives the Kona ice truck. Oh my God. To the library and he said i'm here for the ribbon cutting for the mobile <laughs> bookmobile and i said oh 
that's not happening. I said, it's been pushed back. And he said, that's what I figured. He was this really nice guy. Like he took time out of his day. This is probably the busiest time of year where he makes the most money, you know, is in the middle of summer and people trying to eat snow cones. But he took the time to come to the library. And I just told him, oh, I'm sorry. No one told you, but we're not actually having that. And he was just like, oh, that's about what I figured. <laughs> He's like, and I, I came and I didn't see anything. So I thought, oh, I, I must have the wrong day. And I said, yeah, it's been pushed back. And we think it might come in January now. And he said, oh, well, you can call me in January. And I said, really? Do you do you sell snow cones in January? He said, yeah, you'd be surprised how many people like to have frozen parties for the kids, you know, because the movie Frozen is so uh, popular. I guess he gets a lot of business during the winter where people hire him to come for parties and they sell he sells ice there, I guess. Or maybe they pay him a flat fee. And he provides the kids as much ice as they want or something. I'm That's not sure. awesome. But he's or such a nice guy. What if it snows and you could bring your own ice and you get <laughs> a snow cone? He just he just sprays it on top. You get like half <laughs> off or something. Kona. Yeah. Mr. Kona, <laughs> like think about idea. that. Mr. What ice. Idea. Mm. Um, but I said <laughs> I don't know what came over me, but I thought it would be funny to tell him <laughs> about the time I broke my ankle in three places trying to catch mm. his truck. Um, and so I did tell him that story and he said, do you want some Kona ice right now? And I said, really? And he was like, yeah, actually, how many people are working at the library right now? And I said, there's probably about like a dozen of us working right now. And he said, tell everyone to come out and I'll give them free ice, ice on the house because you broke your ankle. He's like, they'll all owe you a favor. <laughs> oh my God. And so everyone went out anyone who was interested went out and got Kona ice and it was um really fun and nice and it was that guy was such a sweetheart and uh, I think people enjoyed a little summer treat <laughs> when he was by the way first of all that was a, I love that story it made me very <laughs> happy to hear it when he was sitting there giving everyone free Kona ice did he have the music playing um, I don't think his music was playing oh, or maybe oh. it was and I just don't remember he always has that cool like reggae music. Yeah, like well, yeah, or sometimes like I know the Kona guy in in our neighborhood that comes. It's like it's like calypso music, steel drum. Um, I remember, I remember once I was at a there's this big playground. Um, where is it at? Kind of like in Frederick, I guess, called Sophie and Madigan's playground. It's kind of a sad story. Like a two girls, I think, died in a fire, and then their parents started a fundraiser to build a playground in their honor and it raised a lot of money and i think they're still building onto it and it's like one of those like more than just like a little playground like there's a big cement castle and this and that it's really cool anyway i took further and the kona ice guy came by playing his music and at once like all the kids stopped what they were doing <laughs> and just ran towards the truck <laughs> And then me and all the other parents are looking at each other going, I guess we need to walk over there and buy <laughs> some Kona ice. Money. Yeah, give the man give the man some money. And I was just thinking to myself, like, this Kona ice MFR has it figured out. Like, he's just, like, sitting there and he's like, oh, oh man, give me that money, you know? So if it was the same guy, here's no wonder he's... frozen water. Yeah, here's your... I, I gotcha. Yeah, I know. I remember that. I was like, who's going to deny their kid? All the other kids are getting icy. A part of me wanted to tell the parents, like, stop. If none of us buys icy, 
<laughs> we don't have to do it. Like we have to hold together. Hold. And then like one parent's like, I'm buying my kid icy. No, don't. Oh no. We all need to get icy now. What yeah. flavor did Freya choose? Oh, that day? I don't remember. She's been lately, she's been really into the color green. Um okay. so it might have been a green apple. She keeps saying green is her favorite color. We've gotten back into Animal Crossing lately. Like it's just a uh-huh. good thing to oh, kind of play. And so Freya will pick the outfit. And so like everyone, the skin is green, the dress is green, everything's green. (laughs) Yeah. Amanda's on the hunt for vegetables. So I guess since the last time we played, they've added vegetables. So now she's, she's, she's trying to go to the islands, trying to get those veggies, you know? So, (laughs) um, yeah, thanks for sharing. Tales from the library. If anyone has, uh, tells about your local library, um, but I'm really, I'm lately I've been struggling to find, I think what has happened since I don't work with kids anymore and I work with teens, I don't know if I have any men, any, or that many, what we call heartwarming, heartwarming. tales. There are some, there are some, but so I don't know, maybe in the future we'll pivot or something. Like you'll be like, yeah. oh, so I had a sweet interaction with a kid. And they were like, okay, so ALA code of conduct. Let's really discuss this. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. What do we agree with? What do we not agree with? Uh, you know. <laughs> the so, bylaws say. <laughs> what are the bylaws say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Is there an ALA podcast? I'm oh, sure I'm there. sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. But is there a podcast from two other librarians that are just like, we're reviewing what the ALA does? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. That could be a new niche for us. AL, yeah, like for library. So like this is like- ALA. Two... ALA. Well, it could be ALA. ALA. That's our, that's what, that will rate the bylaws. Is this an ALA or an ALA? We could also do updates on- uh, election season i'd be like oh so this person's running for treasurer um this is what they say actually it's this isn't a bad idea it, it isn't bad um I like it. yeah oh look at that so good so good <laughs> that we that was a big yawn um i was just second. like in my defense yawning is a migraine symptom so oh okay because because is the migraine coming on Oh yeah, I've I've had one for a while. <laughs> this is day three. And you're like, <laughs> well, we pulled on you on Wednesday. Yeah. And then it just kept going. So yeah. here I am. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, thanks for sticking it out. Just like man, I really did want to chat with you. <laughs> well, I want to chat with you too. I'm glad we're doing this. Have you seen or do you have any interest in the Barbie movie? I am interested. I I really do want to see it. It's like a cultural moment yeah. that we're having here. And I'm very curious because um, it looks very... Oh, is it? Is it a cultural cool. moment? I don't really know. It is. Yeah, you yeah. want to know because you don't read the news. Yeah, it's a big it's a big deal. Like people are kind of obsessed with the Barbie movie. And also people are also obsessed with the fact that it opened the same weekend as Oppenheimer. And people have been doing these weird... Like, um, I'm going to go see both of them. <laughs> like, when when I went to see it with my mom, we kind of went like kind of impulse and uh, we went and the theater was completely booked except for like two seats. So my mom and I sat in the back two corners of the theater. So she was the back <laughs> left corner and I was the that back was right it. corner. That was all that was left. That was all that was left. But you know what? It was fine because I could still hear my mom like laughing over there oh, and i'm sure she can nice. hear me laughing and it was 
I I don't I don't think I'm doing justice to how great that movie was because I was like I said kind of just a spent emotionally spent today but um it was it's it's real it's real effing good um okay I've got a life lesson <laughs> I can't wait to hear it not this is not my best work today did you learn a life lesson this week I did that's great let's talk about it knock it off okay so anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I like cutting myself short. I think it's really funny. Okay, let's talk about a life lesson. Did you learn? That's enough of that. So anyway, <laughs> um, this one's short and sweet. And I don't know if it would resonate with everyone, but this is a lesson that I've taken to heart. So um, dear listeners and <laughs> listening friends and listening tests, and who's also a friend, but who's also here that I know her name. And you, I don't know your name. Anyway, the lesson is um, the other day, a week or two ago, um, I went to the dentist and I had to have a cavity filled. I haven't had a cavity in many years. Now, Tess, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about going to the dentist? I don't like it. No, don't sir. like it. So talking to people around, I find that's a that's a common answer. People say they don't like going to the dentist. Can you tell me why you don't like going to the dentist? Um, it's uncomfortable. I gotta sit there. They hold my mouth open. Mm-hmm. And they're in there with my gross mouth and my gross teeth. And but I they, they, they love looking in your mouth though. That's you know, but I feel bad that they have to be looking in my mouth and like, and then I'm always worried that there's something wrong mm-hmm. with my mouth. My main fear is I still have wisdom teeth and I'm, do you have all four of them? all of my wisdom teeth and i'm terrified oh, that one day God. someone's gonna tell me we need to yank them all out oh, um so oh i'm always God. like a little worried even if it's like even but even if the dentist tells me like oh you've got a cavity i'm still pretty bummed out about that because then i feel like oh i haven't really been taking good care of my teeth you feel and... guilt about your teeth yeah um i remember I, this is a quick tangent this has nothing to do with the lesson when i had my wisdom teeth taken out and they knocked me the f out it uh-huh. was a dream. I love it. To this day, I think about it. I, I got knocked out when I had my wisdom teeth taken out. And I got knocked out when I had my vasectomy. And normally you can just go in and they don't knock you out. But something to do with like my tubes in my nutsack. <laughs> they, learning they, a lot about you today. They had to knock me out. Like I had to be put under. And anyway, it is. It's a dream come true. Like, I know, I don't know if this is true or not that, like, Michael Jackson had, like, an anesthesiologist that put him out every night. But, like, I can see the appeal. Like, it is, it's incredible. Anyway, so let me get back on the lesson real quick. Um, Give me one second. Dentist chairs. So, normally, I don't mind the dentist. I go in there, and I actually am super chill because I don't have to make decisions, and I don't have Freya climbing on me, and I don't have to feel guilty about not doing Freya stuff when I want to do me stuff because you got to go to the dentist. Anyway, they're filling this cavity and uh, it wasn't a pleasant experience. Uh, it was uncomfortable and you hear the thing going off in your your mouth and you feel the thing and, uh, you know, it's just uh, in your mouth. is Your whole face is numb. For your like face is numb. Back. Like, it, I really didn't mind it, but it wasn't great. But I had a moment where I was like, okay, I'm laying here. And this guy's drilling away in my teeth. And uh, I don't know how long this is going to take or how long my mouth has to be open. And if my mouth is sore, 
that has no bearing on how long my mouth is going to be open. You just keep it open and he's in there plugging away and the noise is weird because it's in your ears and everything. And so I got two choices. Uh, one, I lay there and let him do the thing with my mouth for as long as he says he needs to. Um, or I like freak out or something, right? Yeah. And freaking out isn't good because <laughs> you got to get the, you might as well not even come in to begin with. Yeah. You know, you're going you're gonna to mess up his job. You're going to mess up your teeth. I don't know what, like freaking out isn't an option, you know? And so I had a moment where I was like, uh, this is where I, it connected to a life lesson. Um, every day is like you're in the dentist chair. <laughs> because look at you, because things happen, right? Things yeah. happen. People say things that affect us emotionally. Um, we think things that affect us emotionally that may have no bearing on reality. Like right now, Freya is downstairs watching TV and I'm recording with you, which I love. But do I feel guilty that I'm not down there doing things with her? But if I went down there, what am I doing? I'm just watching TV with her, you know? And when we're in this dentist chair called life, we have two choices. We sit there and take it. Or we freak out and freaking out doesn't solve anything. I've been talking to Freya lately a lot. Like, in fact, just recently uh, we went to the pool and there was thunder. So everyone got to get out of the pool and she was very upset. And we went to the playground for 30 minutes. Then we were allowed back in the pool. And I asked you not, we were in the pool for 30 seconds and the thunder went off again. Oh, no. And she was very upset. And so I had a conversation with her. I asked her, I said, what do you think? What do you think? I think is more important that you get to swim in the pool or that you grow up and learn to be kind, patient, and handle your frustrations. And she said, being kind, patient, handle my frustrations. So I said, I know you won't agree with this. I think it's a good thing <laughs> that we got, we had to leave the pool twice because it's more important to me that you learn to handle these things. Cause I know you're only six, but when you get older, every day is the day you don't get to go to the pool. Every day is the day you're in the dentist chair. Every day, this is, I've been talking to my, my, one of my regular teens about D&D. Every day is the day your character dies in D&D. <laughs> every day is the day where every light is a red light. And you only got two options. You freak out and that doesn't help anything. It makes other people feel bad. It just spreads it around. But you sit there and take it. Just like my boy, Jesus Christ. <laughs> His, sometimes your dentist chair is not getting that job you applied for. And sometimes your dentist chair is, you know, being crucified. And that's my life lesson. Wow. That's a good life lesson. Is it a good one? You think? On a journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at first, like you first got me with the like, okay, you've got two options. You either lie there and let them do what they got to do or you freak out. Obviously, you're not going to freak out. And I this and that immediately brought me back to a time that I was recently in a dentist chair having mm. a tooth filled. And I remember the dentist saying, you're doing so great. You're doing so great. And I was sitting there thinking, I was thinking what you were saying. I was like, what is the other option that yeah. I like get up and like push you away from me? I'm, no, of course I'm going to do great because I don't have another option. I just have to lay here and let you fill my cavity. But then you're so right. Just yesterday, I oh, I had a moment where I lost a lot of respect for an authority figure 
uh and i i was i was reeling from uh-huh. from an epiphany that this person doesn't actually know what they're talking about like this whole time i thought oh this is a really thoughtful person who makes really you know thorough decisions and then i found out oh no they're just being like moved by their emotion just like a normal person and i was really disappointed to find out this about this person that i guess i kind of had on a pedestal and then i found out not only are they not who i thought they were but they're actually like not a very nice person like i heard some comments that they made and i was Mm. like oh wow i really disagree fundamentally with that um and like almost kind of offended um but i couldn't panic and freak out and you're you're so right like it is it's really important to to learn to just take it that's what that's what life is man like i've told freya before like sometimes when she's losing her temper and she's mean i said and i know she's only six but like to me the whole point of being a parent is get her ready to be able to exist in society and i told her if, if i treated my boss the way you treat me, like when you don't want to have your hair brushed, I would have no job. You know, if you treated a customer the way you just treated me when you realized you left a toy at the babysitter's house, you would have no job. You know, like you lose it's. And so like another example is you're at a you're at the library and customers doing something you don't like. Right. You know, and not to say it's always taken if they're breaking a policy or the, it's harassment or, you know. You can definitely, you follow the rules, but often it's somewhere in the middle and you just take it, man. Like, what can you do? And you're also right in your connection to the teachings of Jesus. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of what he had to say was like, y'all better learn to take it. Like, I know you're, I know your, your, your lives are not like what you wish that they would be, but like, it's going to be okay. Like, just try to be peaceful and get along with each other and and i yeah wow it's such a it's such a good well thank you it's such a good show too because like the apostles are all like oh messiah's here get some swords guys right they're like we're ready to revolt and jesus like no you're not you don't quite get it yet you know and so he's doing his sermon on the mount and he's like yeah if someone steals your jacket Go ahead and give them your shirt too. And they're like, what the F? They're like, yeah, if someone comes up and he hits you in the face, you know what you should do? Show him that other cheek. Let him hit the other one. They're like, what is going on? And he's like, no, really? And they're like, no. I like there's a scene in that episode um, where uh, the girls are trying to get him to wear a little scarf. And and so they're all kind of talking about what you color. You should do purple. You should do red. You should yeah, do blue. Yeah, what color scarf yeah. you should wear. And I love Mary says, um, it, uh, you should wear blue. It'll soften your hard edges. And Jesus is like, hard edges? What are you talking about? And she said, well, you've been known to say hard things sometimes. And uh, I've been thinking about a conversation you and I had about the dissonance between things mm-hmm. and people who who claim to be following the teachings and how it doesn't really add up. Yeah. And I think that, I think I've, I think I've pinpointed what it is. And as it, it seems so easy on paper, like yeah. be nice to each other, <laughs> chill out, <laughs> help each other out, be grateful, be kind, be compassionate, be merciful. 
um, it all sounds really easy, but actually all of those things are really hard to do. Yeah. Well, like, especially it goes, it goes against like your, your instincts, your instinct is to like, you know, preserve yourself and defend yourself mm -hmm. and to put yourself first. And, um, and so all these things that seem so easy on paper are actually really, really hard. And I think that's where the dissonance happens. Yeah. Well, uh, also, I think it's real easy to say, okay, love your neighbor. And you're like, okay, I love this guy. And then you find out, oh, he's got different political opinions than me. Oh, like, still love this guy yeah mm -hmm. or yeah. it's real easy to be like okay so when you drive to work just enjoy your drive don't worry okay now just enjoy your drive knowing you're 10 minutes late okay now enjoy <laughs> your drive knowing you're 15 minutes late and it's your boss's your new boss's first day or something like that like it's like i told freya she was like like she, uh, i was asking like how was your behavior today oh, it was good and in my head i was like well you didn't have any hardship today, you know, like you got to hang out around the house. Now let's see how your behavior is when you can't go to the pool or when the internet's out or it's time to eat dinner and you don't want to eat X, Y, and Z. Can you still keep your cool? That's the test, man. You know? Um, anyway, that's my life lesson. And that's, that's a really good one, man. Oh, you're, you're so sweet. Okay. We've reached the end of the podcast where we always end um, thinking about something that we're thankful for, something that we love about ourselves. We affectionately call it the uh, the positivity pause. Um, we call it, oh, we could call it the wiggle wiggle moment. I saw a little you're doing a little jazz flute there that was yeah. that was incredible um oh i forgot to mention thank you for performing our intro music um live hypnotic brass ensemble and thank you to leo wright for playing our little uh, wiggle moment positivity pause uh what's something you're thankful for Mustas? um something i'm thankful for when i went to see my migraine specialist um uh, we didn't really come up with anything new for me to try for my condition. My condition seems to be just kind of going steady. Um, uh, but she did say, oh, there's a couple of new things on the market. If you wanted to try them, I chose not to try the new things. I won't get into like why it probably doesn't matter to anyone who doesn't know anything about migraines. But if you don't know anything about migraines, it wasn't until very recently, like within the last 10 years that people have started developing medications to treat migraine. And previous to that, I, if you have migraine, you had to take, oh, here's a drug for epilepsy. Maybe that'll help you. Or here's a drug for arthritis give it a try. There was no actual medications for this condition. And now people are actually trying to treat this condition. And I am really grateful for that. Like I might not get to benefit from that. Like if this research continues and they find a cure, I might not get to benefit from that, but I'm so happy that it's happening and um, that this condition is being taken seriously by the medical community. And um, and I think like part of my conspiracy theory for why 
it's taken people so long to treat this condition? Is it something that mainly affects women? Um, and so I'm grateful that the world is changing and we're learning more about our bodies and medications are actually being made for people with migraine. <laughs> That's great. I know. Um, I think I've just recently been noticing like more commercials for migraine medication yes. when in the past oh, I yeah. never did. And, like, they you got know? great big like celebrities mm-hmm. like the Kardashians and the Williams sisters and stuff like that. I think it's it's great to get people like recognizing that this is a thing that people deal with, mainly women. Yeah. I mean, that's why the Barbie movie is so important, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not to yes. bring everything back to Barbie. It's just Barbie <laughs> and Jesus. Like all my life lessons I got from the Barbie mu- movie and all that. Well, actually, it's less, it's less, this is, I. Uh, this is what it is. It's less that I'm getting life lessons from Jesus in the Barbie movie, but it's nice to see both of those things reflecting things I already believed, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, yeah. like Tess and I have talked about kind of like the word of Jesus Christ and then 2000 years of extra stuff. Some of it truthful, uh, according to like, just my opinion, reading some of it in line with what Jesus said and some not in line with what Jesus said and uh, cutting down to the base. Um, I don't want to say he was the first member of same team y'all, but I mean, it's real hard. It's real hard to argue against it. Right. Like yeah. um, it's real good. Anyway, um, I'm thankful for, this is kind of related. Um, the fine folks at um, shoot. What is the name of it? I guess it's just, New Hope Brunswick Methodist Church. I was very nervous about going. This is going to sound silly, but I was very nervous. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. I was worried I would go in there and Well, you do you do know what you thought was going to happen. You said it earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I well, I didn't did you, know. Did you do like any research? Like, did you look at the website before you went? And see I did. Place? Yeah. So, I looked around and mostly I was just looking for what's in the area and seeing if I got any vibes off the website. And the website's like real pretty bare bones. Um, not to be like this is all that really matters, but they're what do Methodists call them? I don't know if it's called a priest or reverend or anyway, their person that led it was a woman. So that was a, not the, no, Hey, Hey, if you're a guy listening, hashtag not all Ken's, but um, it was a big point for me. That was a big step, you know, for me. And then uh, I didn't see any weird red flags on the website. And then when I went in um, there was some different uh, like readings I did, and then they kind of elaborated on one and like one involved uh, Jesus's parable of uh, seeds falling from the wayside and only God knowing which ones will turn into flowers and which one wouldn't, which um, she summarized the major lesson, um, the main lesson as being, it's not our job to judge. It's God's judge. And I was like, I'm jiving with this message, ma'am. I'm jiving, you know, cause that's a thing that you and I have talked about, like yeah. this idea of, Jesus says, oh, you know, whoever's without sin, throw the first stone, which is his way of saying, don't throw stones because right. none of us are perfect. And I don't know, let's just say some other people who say that they're followers of Christ throw in a lot of stones, you know, I mean, I just call it like I see it, you know, and it, I, that's the thing. Anyway, all that to say, I'm very thankful for that group. And even when I was leaving, um, Reverend pulled me not pulled me aside, but like asked because it was a small group. Like, oh, I haven't seen you before. Oh, thanks. Next weekend they're gonna have a breakfast. So uh, when you come in, uh, it's gonna smell like bacon. Um, so try to stay the whole time before you 
go get some free breakfast. Um, that's this weekend, but I work this weekend, so I'll miss the free breakfast thing. Anyway, that's what I'm thankful for. Cool. Listeners, why don't you take a moment and say something that you're grateful for? That's unusual. (laughs) I've never heard. But we won't judge you. We won't judge you. That's I've (laughs) never heard of someone being thankful for that. That is. I'll be honest with you that from my perspective, that is incredible. But you know what? No judging, of course. (laughs) (laughs) What's something you uh, like about yourself? Uh, I'm this is just to go back to the thing I was saying for I like uh love I'm proud of myself that I went I was I was really nervous I really was and I was I don't know what I haven't been in and it's just I think I was just nervous because I didn't know the what are the rules and the rituals mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic and there's like just to get in the door there's like three things you got to do you know <laughs> you you got to do a thing with the water and don't don't sit down you got to do a thing before you sit down and you got to know all the secret back and forths but this was um it, I went in there and there's a, a very nice lady hand me a, uh, I almost said a playbill, but the playbill of the sermon. The, and order, then, the order of service. Yeah. Yeah. And then I sat down and uh, um, the thing told me all the different parts. And what was nice is um, they had a little projector that projected the words, like the, oh, uh, like the lyrics to the songs. Yeah. So you didn't have to like find it like oh my god oh my god we're we're already singing I can't find the Psalm twenty three something you know whatever um, and they had them up there and then even the parts where there was a little bit of call and response they had up there too which was I'm I'm a big fan of call and response anyway I was proud of myself that I went because I was very nervous and I was in my house it's a little bit of a weird thing because we don't all go to church so. And Amanda would never like judge or stop me, but like, I don't know, it just felt weird saying, so I'm going to church today. Like it just felt, you know, some, it, would your, would your mom want to come with you? Maybe, maybe I didn't, I don't think I told, I don't, it's one of those things. It's not like a secret, but I didn't like, I didn't want to make a big deal of it. You know, she might I go see. with me. She has, um, she might go. Um, she has kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, her own internal uh, criteria that she feels she would have to meet before she can go to church, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I know. I know that might sound a little weird, but we've talked about it before and saying that, you know, she doesn't feel that it's a thing she can do right now. So, but who knows? Chosen, changing lives, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think you should feel weird about that. I, I, there's a, there's a reason I go online. There's a lot of reasons I like to go yeah. online, but that one of them is the kind of like the awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you, we've talked about this before. It's like, I don't think that would work for me online, you know? So I had yeah. to like, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was awkward, but you just kind of embrace it. Like the only part that was weird is there's a part where it's like, okay, now you know, turn to your neighbors and, and shake their hands. And some people said, good morning. I said, good morning. And then some said, I don't know. They said it real quick. Probably like, God be with you. Or I don't know. Anyway. And that's like, you just do it, man. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Like no one's going to be like, get out of here. Well, that was another thing I was worried about. Like he doesn't know the secrets. So don't let him in. Like you know, you would, you'd be, you'd feel unwelcome. 
well that was another thing yeah like there, there's a certain number of things that if i heard or experienced it would be like red flags i'm like well this oh, this yeah. this isn't for me but then i've also discovered like there's like a, a billion churches right oh, yeah. and and like maybe one won't be the right one and other ones are so like just because i did do some research like methodist church is like the catholic church like the pope is the head makes they make the rules and then all the catholic churches follow the rules uh-huh. methodists it's more like there are councils that kind of make it's almost like libraries like ala makes guidelines and then each library chooses which ones they follow or if they do that's the same thing with, so like one methodist church might be like okay so we only want i don't know guys leading our service and another one might be like oh yeah we're fine with anyone you know that kind of thing so um Anyway, all that to say, uh, I didn't feel like I was going to get kicked out. So that was good. That's good. Um, Something I like about myself is, um, oh, I can see areas uh, where I've uh, matured and like, you know, intellectually and emotionally, like I can recognize when I'm in a situation. Oh, test. 15 years ago would have reacted very differently to this test now is going to react this way, which I think is a healthier way to react. Um, And so I kind of like seeing that, like, there's a lot of things about getting old that suck. Like, you know, your body slowly deteriorating (laughs) as you, as you make your way to the grave. Um, But like some things are cool, which is that you can actually like, cash in on wisdom you know like did you hear a duck quacking by chance well i think you hear thunder and then oh, i heard okay. a duck then i heard a duck quacking and it's just it was it was... my phone my phone was quacking but um yeah there's uh i've been having i have been having conversations with a particular coworker, and we talk about how like basically from when we were 19 to when we were 30 we were like really stupid and mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't recognize it until now (laughs) so um yeah that's something i like about myself listeners take a moment and you can say it loud you can say it quietly but you should say something that you like about yourself We like that about you too. I like that too. That was at the top of my list, guys. <laughs> this is same team, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can always message us. The email is same team, y'all at gmail.com. Twitter is same team. Wait, at same team, y'all. Yep. <laughs> YouTube is same team, y'all. Y apostrophe A L O. And uh, you know, we just really appreciate you guys listening. Um, hope you guys have a, a wonderful fortnight. And uh, and and may uh, many fortunes rain down upon you, upon and you. We, and we love you. Oh yeah, but not in a ugh, ugh, not in a creepy way, guys. Okay. Ever. <laughs>